Hey, my name is Kevin Clark. I'm the host of a new football podcast called Slow News Day. I want to tell you about it. On Mondays, Lindsey Jones and I will recap the weekend in football that was, as well as look ahead to what's next. On Wednesday, the normal Slow News Day, the thing you've been watching for years, current players, current coaches, current analysts talking about the football world. And on Friday, it's a wild card. Could be some college football, could be more pro stuff. It's a video podcast, so you can watch it on Spotify or listen to it wherever you get your podcasts. Follow on Spotify. It's Slow News Day. It's the Ringers Philly special presented by FanDuel. The playoff action is heating up, and with FanDuel, you can bet on everything from the NBA Finals MVP to who's going to lift the Stanley Cup. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub, filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page, plus start betting on the pulse and get paid instantly when you win. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus in D.C. and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Welcome to the Ringers Philly special. Shiel Kapati here, joined by Ben Solak, ace producer Cliff Augustine. But this is a bonus episode we got for you. <laughs> Our friend Jimmy Kemsky from the Philly Voice joining us, waving to the camera, you know, like, like, like my daughter when she sees a security camera at Target and wants everyone to know that she's there. Jimmy, how we doing? I still do. I'm nice. great. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. I love it. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to get to like five questions I came up with. I sent you guys a couple of them. A couple of them I'll surprise you, but just, you know, about this Eagles 49ers matchup. But before that, uh, Jimmy, I was explaining to Ben that one of, I feel like, mine and yours favorite pastimes is talking about pretty much how stupid our jobs are. Like, we, you know, we would be in the locker room, like waiting for a grown man to put on clothes so that we could ask him a question <laughs> right. like, why did you fumble? Or why did you miss that <laughs> kick? And we're just like, yeah. why are we getting paid for this? This is like ridiculous. And we would have a lot of laughs uh, on the side doing that. So I was scrolling through the, uh, the Nick Sirianni press conference transcript yesterday okay. and i saw some of the quotes circulating on twitter yesterday but the transcript at, you know shows who asked the question and so nick sirianni yesterday was asked about the pizza we gotta get a pizza update uh weekly you know was pizza hut last week this week he says they were eating little caesars the coaches as they uh as they watched the game the 49ers game on sunday and who was the intrepid reporter who got him <laughs> to reveal that information? It was Jimmy Kevsky. So I have to know behind the scenes, like, tell me, are you like holding back from giggling? Are you waiting? Like, is anyone else going to ask this? It's information that everyone needed to know. So I got to start with that. Take us behind the scenes on that question. Well, I broke uh, a reporter rule on that 
where I asked two questions. So I, that wasn't my question. Like I had an right, actual right, right. football question for him. And then I said, and not to be the two question guy, but you're going to have to also let us know <laughs> what the, what your food of choice was when watching the Cowboys 49ers game, because of course the week before a lot was made of him ordering a, a stuffed crust pizza from pizza hut. And yeah. that whole discussion went crazy. Yeah, We broke it down on this. Oh, pod. you did. That was okay. The critical part of divisional <laughs> round that we had a preview. Yeah. But actually it's funny. You mentioned the transcript because I got really mad because I actually went and looked at the transcript myself. And part of my question was about the, the 49ers linebackers. And I, you know, I, I asked, I don't remember even what I asked, but I, I, I mentioned Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw and in the transcript, they had me, they had it. They had my question as Drake Greenlaw. <laughs> Now, I look like the guy that doesn't know who Dre Greenlaw is when really it was just the transcriber who heard my question incorrectly. Like and now it's for like that print goes to everyone nationally. And now I look like the guy that doesn't know who Dre Greenlaw is. That's right. It's championship. Like if that was like week three, then yeah, only local reporters yeah. would see that. This is right. championship round. Like Peter King's probably looking at that going, sure. I mean, these Philly reporters, they don't even know Drake this Jimmy Kemsky character. This fella. Jimmy Kemsky no, jackass doesn't Drake know Greenlaw. who one of the better linebackers in the NFL is. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's awesome. Uh, I love it. I thought you had the definitive pizza power rankings uh hit hit him with us here i saw you tweeted him out and i just go he nailed it that's exactly the, the fast food pizza power rankings i think you had four what was your order Thank exactly you. appreciate that yeah and one was domino's uh two yep. was pizza hut three was little caesars yep. and four was papa john's papa john's the eagles actually used to give us papa john's when P- papa john's used to be the uh the official pizza sponsor of the nfl now it's little caesars and the eagles would give us papa john's like every wednesday or thursday like in the media house <laughs> And I it would be sitting there and I go, I don't like I know this is it's not yep. going to taste good. It's going to make me feel bad about myself the rest of the day. It's going to make me feel physically bad the rest of the day. But it just be sitting there and I go, I'm not eating it. I'm not eating it. And then finally, I just I like wolf down two slices and they tasted bad. And I, I hate Papa John's with every fiber of my being <laughs> because it made me probably gain like five, 10 pounds during that season. That was that's the exact correct pizza rankings. I agree. Okay, it's I was going to ask done. you. Those are your you you would agree yeah, with that? Yeah, that? yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I knew I became an adult when I started getting Domino's on Fridays. Like once I had like a job and I wasn't in college, I was like, all right, it's time. I'm I'm splurging. <laughs> I'm spending six ninety nine on a medium pie now. Here we go. That's how you know you've grown Boom. up. Yeah, I was there during those those Papa John's days, and it was the same thing. And I and it wasn't for me. It wasn't even two. Like I would eat three. There were probably days I eat four. <laughs> if, it, if you're just working there and it's still out, you're like. What am I going to turn down, you know, free slice? And yes, and then you That's feel great. terrible and it's consistent once a week and you don't enjoy it. It's cold. It's not even room temperature. It's like colder than right. room temperature. The cheese mm-hmm. is bad. Uh, but no, I, I agree with those rankings. I think Domino's, uh, the deal for Domino's is great. The Domino's hand toss, sometimes you're in the mood for a Domino's uh, hand toss or the thin crust. Uh, I think you uh, remarked on this. Yeah, It's not like actual pizza, but as like a thin, you know, cheesy bread type snack, uh, perfectly fine. So I thought... You nailed it there. All right. Oh, I'm a champion of the thin crust. I mean, it's really not even like you said, it's not. A, it's like yeah. basically a snack, but it's delicious. It's basically like a saltine with pizza ingredients on top of it. That's 100 percent true, which yeah. somehow works. <laughs> it works. No doubt about it. All right. I'm going to hit you guys with a few questions from this matchup. We're going to get a couple specific ones and then zoom out a little bit. First one. Let's get to the tight ends. More likely, George Kittle has 100 receiving yards or Dallas Goddard has 100 receiving yards in this game. I'm hitting you guys with this one. Blind did not give you a heads up. Let's start with Ben so that the guest gets an extra second to think about it if he needs it. <laughs> yeah. 
I'd say uh, Kittle's remarkably more likely. Uh, if you just look at what matchups you want to go hunting uh, against this Niners defense, you want to attack outside corners instead of attacking the, the spine of that defense, the interior, right, and going after those linebackers. And we look what you want to hunt in the Eagles defense. You'd much rather go after the interior, go after the spine, safeties and linebackers than take on the outside corners. Goddard will still get his because they'll use him like in the flats and they'll use him on the screens. And, and screens can be pretty good against this Niners defense because they're so aggressive. So they'll find ways to get him involved that way. But if you're at 100 yards, you're getting a lot of volume. And I just... If I can get Devontae Smith versus Diamador Lenore, I'm not really looking elsewhere yeah. to be like, where do I want to send volume? You know, like I, I, it, it's tough to see Goddard getting enough enough looks. Whereas with Kittle, yeah, like uh, Purdy's been a huge fan of Kittle. Kittle had a huge spike in production when Purdy became the starting quarterback. And the Eagles uh, have been beaten by some good tight ends and have lost some tight end matchups before. Go back to the Cowboys game, Dalton Schultz against TJ Edwards and stuff like that. So, yeah, Kittle to me makes more sense. Jimmy, who do you got? Yeah, I'll, I'll add. I'll, yeah, I'm I'm with Ben on that, and I'll add Jawan Johnson got open all day uh, against in the middle of the oh, field yeah. against the Eagles in that uh, New Orleans game. Um, I thought Kittle was. I'm excuse me, not Kittle. Goddard was very clearly going to be a big part of the game plan against the Giants a week ago because you know the Giants linebackers are. I mean, they're trash. <laughs> like if we're talking about Jared Davis and Jalen Smith there, and sure enough, he was. Uh, they didn't have to throw it that much, but on the he called all five of his targets, whatever. And yeah, uh, as Ben mentioned, um, you know, TJ Edwards and uh, uh, Kaiser White uh, in the middle of the field, you know, they're not uh, Fred Warner and, and Dre Greenlaw. So uh, I like that matchup better for the uh, 49ers. And, and and they certainly clamp down the middle of the field. Um, and like Ben said, if you get that matchup on the outside, uh, which was, um, you know, I think that's the best matchup that the Eagles have going for them in this game is whoever Lenore is covering. Yeah. <laughs> so whether, whether he gets matched up against A.J. Brown or, or it's Devontae Smith. Uh, so I think the focus is going to be on targeting the wide receivers less so than uh, than Goddard, who I think is awesome, an awesome tight end, obviously. But um, yeah, I, I, uh, that that's the matchup to to target if, if if you're you know Shane Steichen and, and Nick Sirianni. All right, I'm going to zag a little bit, and let me give you the case. Like, the, could could this be a game where like Dallas Goddard's coming out party nationally? Like, all right, George Kittle, step aside. All right, Travis Kelsey is great. But I'm the number two man in the NFL, and I'm throwing <laughs> stiff arms to Dre Greenlaw in the open field, and I'm rumbling downfield. I do think the screen game is going to be a big part of the Eagles' game plan. I mean, anything to mm -hmm. kind of slow down that that pass rush, that aggressive 49ers defense. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if one of the first two or three plays uh, they're throwing a screen to Dallas Goddard. So uh, I was actually surprised looking at some of the numbers here. The Eagles, sixth in DVOA against tight ends this year and the 49ers are 13th so that mm. really mm. surprised me maybe that's an error on football outsiders part because i was like doing it three times i'm like wait this this can't be right can it but uh that that's what they had as kind of the numbers there so uh i'll take my chances with with goddard kind of having a coming out party and uh, i do think kittle like if the eagles lose this game I think Kittle will just like go down as like one of the most hated athletes among Eagles fans. Like you'll, anytime <laughs> yeah, you think yeah. about this game, you'll just be like, "Oh my God, I hate George Kittle. I can't believe he came into the link and did that and prevented us from going to the Super Bowl." So you know, I like to get those. Ben knows I like to get like the worst case scenario uh, for Eagles fans. Yeah. You know, the things out there because that's how people think. So uh, that's how I was raised. So all right, question number two, similar one, more likely to have. Two or more sacks, Nick Bosa or Hassan Reddick. I'll give you a couple numbers as you think about that. Bosa has 18 and a half sacks in 18 games. Reddick has 17 and a half sacks in 18 games. They have the same number of hurries. Bosa has more hits and pressures. Uh, the pressure rates are similar, and Reddick has forced 
three more fumbles. Jimmy, what do you think? I know you are a big uh, Hassan Reddick guy. Who do you think's more yeah. likely in this game? I think it's Reddick. Um, I, I like McClinchy as a right tackle, but um, and you know, this is just kind of a side note. But man, poor guy got posterized by by Micah Parsons uh, in that in that divisional round game. Man, like he was like I don't know if you saw the screenshot, but he was like sideways. It looked like Parsons the, was almost kind of using him as like a blocking yeah. dummy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I like that matchup better for the Eagles. Um, I mean, we'll see who uh, the Niners try to get Bosa lined up against. Uh, whether they move him over to the other side and try to get him up against uh, Jordan Mailata or if they just have him rush uh, off of, you know, his typical side uh, against Lane Johnson. Lane Johnson looked like he was laboring a little bit early in the game against the Giants, but then he seemed fine thereafter. He didn't miss he didn't miss any snaps until they took all the starters out. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, Jalen Hurts had said after the game that he felt that Lane got through the game fine and, and was going to – and then Nick Sirianni said uh, yesterday that – uh, Jalen Hurts and and all the rest of the players that played in that game all got through that game without you know furthering their various injuries and and um, you know bumps and bruises or whatever. So I think he'll be another week removed from that injury and should be fine. And we've seen Lane Johnson just year after year, game after game, week week after week, just shut down elite pass rushers. I remember during the 2017 season. He just faced like a murderer's yeah. row of of players, and I was asking him about that. He's like, "Yeah, who's next? I got to. Am I going to have to go up against Godzilla?" <laughs> so like, this is nothing new for him. Nick Bosa is just another, just another yet you know elite uh, pass rusher that he'll go up against. And um, I think they'll they'll do some things with Reddick, you know, looping inside, uh, not just necessarily going, you know, rushing off the edge all day. And uh, he's hot. I mean, he he's closed the season on on a tear, and he of course yeah. had I think what a, a sack and a half. Uh, against the Giants. So he's playing at a really high level right now. Give me Reddick over Bosa. What do you think, Benny? Yeah, Reddick's got his hair on fire right now. Yeah, and and the point you brought up where they they used him on blitzes designed to get him into the pocket, mm-hmm. designed to get him a one-on-one, like in that Giants game several times, I think shows that they know, like, all right, this is our ace on on rushdowns. Like early in the year, they would they would they would get Reddick those opportunities, but they'd also get him for Sweat, again, for BG. Now they kind of like all go to Reddick when they get that third and long. Uh I think it is Reddick as well. The thing that that is tricky is just the sack rate for the quarterbacks, right? Like because Hertz scrambles more mm-hmm. and 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 like tries to make more happen. Purdy certainly good at like second reaction plays and getting outside the pocket. Uh, Hertz is a sack rate on the season of seven point five percent, which is like honestly like, pretty good for a quarterback who runs around as much as he does. You know what I'm saying? Like that that seems that like feels a little high, but it really isn't. Uh, Brock Purdy's at five point eight percent, so Hertz is just going to take a couple more sacks. I also imagine Hertz is just going to have more dropbacks in this game then Purdy will. I think the Niners are going to try to walk out and run the football against the, the Eagles, mm-hmm. who obviously have the, the run-pass split in their defense that they do. Uh, but it might be hard for Bosa. Bosa's like, Bosa's got, what, 18 sacks, and then the next closest Niner is like Samson Ebukam with like five. Yeah, something you know what like I'm that. saying? Like, yeah. yeah, exactly right. So Bosa picks up so many so many sacks. He's such a good rusher. But I think defensively for the Niners, this will be a big blitz game, uh, and they're going to send guys from depth. And when you do that now, who gets the sack kind of becomes like a, a coincidence thing it becomes kind of like a luck of the draw thing like you know uh all right the free rusher the first guy the guy who wins probably is made to miss by Jalen Hurts who's the second guy who cleans things up so I'll take Reddick even though I think Hurts Hurts probably take more sacks on the game than Purdy does I think Reddick is more likely to kind of like produce right beat McGlinchey like get that matchup McGlinchey's really struggling pass protection recently and get the two as opposed to Bosa who I think Bosa's gonna work real hard and get his penetration and just might not have the stat sheet data reflect it yeah I was looking at where uh like Jimmy was saying where Bosa 
lines up and he's had around 500 snaps uh, on the left side. So that would be mm-hmm. against Lane Johnson and around 300 uh, on the right side. Which oh, it's that be, many, huh? Uh, against my lot. more than I would have thought. I didn't yeah. look at just pass mm-hmm. rush, so it might be more skewed when it's, you know, third down or whatever. But yeah, overall, um, it's, it's sort of split, but de- yeah. definitely more would be uh, against uh, Lane I'd- Johnson there. And I'd imagine by down on first and second down, he's way, 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 way a ton over lane. And then on third down, they'll move mm-hmm. him, right? Because they'll set up those fronts where they put like all the good pass rushers on one side and then all the potential blitzers on the other side and then just like flip you off from the sideline. Like, yeah, this sucks for you, doesn't it? So like on third down, I bet you, they'll like if they want to go match a punting against Mylotta, that's when they'll do it. They'll go third down rush back and just they'll put both on that side. So we shall. Uh, I'm going to go with Redick. Uh, for really all the reasons you guys laid out. I mean, I like that matchup, Reddick against McGlinchey, and also what Jimmy was saying about, you know, looping him inside. I mean, when he gets going against, like, interior linemen, and that's not the strength of the Niners, uh, he can just knock those guys over or go right past them. So I think Reddick is going to have opportunities in this game. All right, I'm stealing the next two from our uh, listeners, Ben. They had good questions last week. You had BLG on while I was sick, and I was like, these are great questions. Like, I wish I, you know, uh, I wasn't in bed here, then I could go uh, on the mic and answer these. So I'm just going to do them this week, you know, what, what the heck. So question number three, which eagle are you most confident will show up and have a good game. That, that's it. That's that you're just like this guy. I don't. You don't even have to worry about him. He's gonna show up even if they lose. He's gonna ball out. I can't remember who's first, who's second. I think Ben, you have to go first here if I'm rotating. <laughs> yeah, this is a this is a, this is a difficult one. Honestly, like there's a lot of guys who I'm 94 percent sure are gonna have a really good game, and then I think about the 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 outcome if they don't. Right, Jalen Hurts, AJ Brown, Darius Slay, and I'm like, oh they are going to lose. Yes, you know it's very tough. Like they, they, this is this is there's a lot of stars on the field both sides. Um the guy I ended up going with is Devontae. Uh, re- refer- ref- is that your guy, Jamie? <laughs> Me too. Yeah. All right. Uh we talk a lot about Jalen's poise. We talk a lot about Jalen's confidence. Devontae, man, like it's easy to forget that this guy's just 170 soaking wet. This is out there taking hands and putting his head down and making tough catches. He has this unbelievable ability to rise to the occasion, like literally on contested catches down the field. When you look at what the Cowboys started doing offensively in the second half, uh, instead of playing hide and seek with CD Lamb on the three receiver side, they stuck him backside three by one and they let him go one on one against Yamador Lenore. Right. And they got the the 50 yard uh, deep bomb and they're back against their own end zone. CD had that like sick, like stutter go route and he came back to the ball isolation against Lenore. They had a Dalton Schultz rep against Lenore where Schultz got open and dropped the football. Uh, the Michael Gallup throw the deck missed. It was against Lenore. Like and you look at what DK Metcalf did in the first round, like teams are are realizing that if you're going to beat the Niners and the Niners are going to play cover three and quarters, it means they're going to leave their corners on islands and one on ones. You have to win down the field with your with your outside receivers. And AJ's great at that. But the thing that makes the Eagles offense really special is that they have a second guy who doesn't look like he should be great at that, but he is. And that's Devontae Smith, who's just so good on these vertical routes. Uh, and so if we're assuming that AJ is used to kind of keep the Charvarius Ward attention one direction, uh, which there's a good shot. They've they've traveled Ward before, and they like to use Ward and press. And you'd much rather press an AJ Brown because the amount of slants that he runs than press a Devontae Smith. Uh I think you're going to see Lenore over Smith. And if you see Lenore over Smith, he has to get volume down the field, and he has to make those catches work. And I think he will. I think he has an advantage in the matchup. Lenore is a fine player, but Devontae's better. So I think like that's that's the guy who I expect. Big playoff game for him. Big job in the passing game. And he'll, he'll be responsible for some points. That was yours too, Jimmy? Devontae Smith? 
Yeah, I'll piggyback on that and I'll give my own guy because uh, uh, it's lame to just pick the same guy. <laughs> but uh, to add to Ben's Devontae Smith points, Lenore was a guy they actually targeted. The Eagles didn't play the 49ers this year, but they played him in 2021. And Lenore, they targeted yeah. uh, heavily in that game. In fact, he was the guy that um, that gave up the long 91-yard uh, pathway to Quez Watkins in that game where they – they, he got tackled at like the two or the three or whatever. And they wound up not, they, that's when they ran the Philly special and like, and they wound up turning it over on downs, but they, they targeted him. And, and, and of course that was like week two or week three. Yeah. So, and Lenore would eventually get benched yeah. in that season too. Cause he was a rookie at the time and he was kind of playing. So they were banged up and he'd get benched. And then he, he fought his way back in the lineup this year. And he's a lot better, but it's uh yeah. yeah, the Eagles are responsible for him losing the job <laughs> last year, which is tough. Yeah, and he's a day three rookie and is playing yeah. in his second game or whatever it was. So it's understandable, but they, but the point remains, they did seek to attack him specifically in that game. And I imagine they'll do that again. Uh, also Devonte Smith, man, like big games, he don't care. Yeah. Like you look at the national championship game, he, he wins the game in overtime as a as a freshman, and then you know you look at the three games in his final season, the, the SEC championship game, the playoff game, and then the national championship game. And those three games, I believe somebody can fact check me on this, but I think he had thirty four catches, five hundred and twenty nine yards, <laughs> and like eight touchdowns in those three games. So. He's a big play. He's a big game guy. And uh, I, I have no I have no concerns about him showing up in this game. And I think that's a matchup that he can exploit. I'll go Javon Hargrave because, uh, as Shield mentioned, I don't like the interior of that 49ers defensive line. I don't love Javon Hargrave necessarily as a run stopper. So that's maybe an area where um, maybe I wouldn't trust him so much against this particular opponent because they, you know, have because they're so effective running the ball. But as a pass rusher, I, I think he can uh, make them pay if they get into these long third downs. Yeah, I had uh, I had Smith also. Uh, JTO Sullivan did a, uh, I, I like watching his uh, QB school uh, videos, and he was doing like a- He was fighting with Des Bryant today, by the way. Sorry I saw to, that sorry when I woke on. up. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that when I woke up. He was, he was saying he's he misses having those uh, arguments with wide receivers about how they screwed up, but it's not their uh, not their fault from when he, they were actually his teammates, which was, was funny. But uh, I think he does a, a really good job, and he was just showing, I mean, against the 49, uh, to what Ben was saying, if they're playing cover three uh, and single high safety, like those corners a lot of times, and we talked about this on the earlier show, are giving big cushions. It's just like, don't get beat over the top. And so those comeback routes uh, on the outside, outside the numbers are going to be there a lot if those are the coverages you're seeing, which I, I think you will see those uh, a lot in this game. And so there's been stretches. What was that game where they threw like three in a row of those to Devontae Smith? Uh, I can't remember what game it was this season, where I think it was like a second half. Which one you talking those deep those deep yeah comebacks. they just did it like three that plays like in a week, row it was like week four it was colts colts, colts, okay. colts, colts. yeah which the colts are a pretty good proxy defense for what the niners are probably going to try to do because gus bradley and D'Amico ryan's world's different in terms of creativity but the same bones the same tree for their mm -hmm. defense in terms of like how they're going to line up and what they're going to check to so yeah those Devontae stop routes that was the Colts yeah game. so I, I think those are going to be available to him and then what Jimmy said just like yeah I have no like concern about him not showing up in a in a big game and so I, I think that is a great one if I had to choose someone else how about I will go with the James Bradbury I mean Bradbury just shows up every okay. week and like plays his butt off so it's like feels like a pretty um, uh, I'm a little worried about James. Really? Why? You think they're going to get him a double been move? a running theme on this pod, every team likes to test James with the sluggo, right? And that, the Niners are very nicely built. Well, Brandon Ayuk right. sluggo, like that's a, it's a very dangerous route for him. I'm worried that you have to 
anything in breaking from the Niners, you have to trigger on it so fast, right? You're so worried about Debo and Ayuk running away from you. You have to come downhill, and James loves to do that. And I and and given that how often he's been tested by and occasionally lost to that route, right? That double move. I don't know. It's uh, right. it's got me. It's got me a little skeeved for you're old Bradbury. Scared. Right? I mean, you're worried about everything right now. I mean, James, how could you be worried about it? Gee, all right, well, I'm gonna, this, I'm gonna, they're gonna come back Tuesday. and play this. This is what we do. We we game. We prep the game, and by Tuesday, it's like all right. Everything's going to beat us and we're going to die. And then by Friday, we're going to be okay. Uh, um, but the, uh, yeah, the, the Devontae conversation is interesting. I expected somebody to say A.J. Brown, and I thought I was going to dovetail and I was going to go the other way with, with, uh, with Devontae because the Eagles are in this lovely spot where they have two wide receiver ones. The reason I thought someone would go A.J. Brown is because if you look at how wide receiver ones have recently performed against the 49ers, CeeDee Lamb last week, DK Metcalf the week previous, Devontae Adams, right, in the, in the end mm-hmm. of the regular yeah. season a few weeks ago. They've been struggling recently against top receivers. And that's re- mostly because teams have just decided, okay, the best thing we can do is just test one-on-one and see if we can get lucky. Like, you know, uh, the, the Cowboys and the, and the Raiders obviously both played a little bit of hide-and-seek with their receiver, you know, got Devontae and CD some free stuff. Um, so I, I do think there's a chance that AJ has an enormous game. I just think it makes sense for the Eagles to say, hey, we have two wide receiver ones. Let's use this really big name and the one you're more worried about to kind of draw attention and then use our second wide receiver one in Devontae and have him kind of fill those shoes for this game. But I'll be interested to see. Like, I wouldn't be stunned by an enormous A.J. Brown performance, assuming he's fully healthy. Jimmy, what did uh, what did Sirianni say about A.J. Brown? We were discussing it on like the post-game yeah. pod where it looked like he was sort of upset after the game, sitting on the bench. <laughs> yeah. Sirianni came over. He wasn't having it. Well, I know he was asked about that yesterday, right? He was he was vague, but he said, you know, there was something wrong. There was something in his body that uh, he basically he, the, way, the way he phrased it was weird. He, there was something wrong with his body. Was the way he said it, like <laughs> instead of just saying instead of just being Welcome normal. Club, saying, yeah. He, he, yeah, he got hurt. <laughs> like he, he got hurt. And he was, you know, he's quick to say he was fine. Uh, but then he also noted that, you know, he spoke in generalities, but he was, it was obviously talking about A.J. Brown. So, you know, receivers want to want to get the football. And, uh, you know, after the game, A.J. was happy with the win and he celebrated with his teammates in the locker room. <laughs> Very generic. <laughs> so there was something. To, so he was not happy about yeah. what, what do you have? Three catches for 26 yards, I think. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he, he wasn't happy with uh, with his target share, I'm guessing. in that game. And they got a huge lead and they didn't really pass that much in the second half. Uh, so, you know, whatever, but, uh, evidently he wasn't happy with, uh, with, with not getting with, with the amount that he got the ball in that game. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. I mean, usually I don't care about like the wide receiver stuff at all. It's like, are right, you going to deal with yeah. some of that? If a guy's, if a guy's going to have an all time, if he's going to set the record for most receiving yards in a season by an Eagle, you can deal with some of that. That's part of coaching. <laughs> I felt like it was kind of weird in a playoff game where you're blowing the other team out and I'm like, you've had <laughs> yeah. a monster season and there are more games to come. Um, for that to kind of be an issue. Cause yeah, I was reading the quote and it wasn't just, it, it was very clear that it wasn't just that he was frustrated with an injury. Like he was like, yes, right. there was part of something, but also like Sirianni was pretty uh, open about that. So who knows, maybe AJ Brown will get like eight targets on the first uh, three, three drives in the game on Sunday. But I was like, eh, you know, it's got a time and place. And yeah, then he doesn't like, uh, you know, I don't care when people don't, talk to the media, whatever, uh, that's fine. But yeah, it's just like, you just blew this team out. You're one win away from the Super Bowl. You know, you're, you're going to have plenty of time to uh, be on the big stage and shine here. And it's like, you've never mm-hmm. been, you haven't been ignored all, literally all season long. You've been like the number one guy uh, getting all these targets. So I thought it was a little weird, but we'll, we'll see if anything comes of it. He's done that before, by the way. There was the weird game in, in uh, Arizona where he didn't get a lot of targets 
and was actually not in the game during uh, some key moments. That was a closer game than than um, mm. than you know you might have expected. And the next game, they came out and they made sure that I think it was Dallas that they played in the next game, and they made sure that he got the ball frequently early in that game. Four targets in the first two drives. Okay. Yeah, it was, it was a lot. Okay, yeah, I didn't even read. And then, I, I mean, I remember the comments after Minshew, but I'm like, all right, I could see him being annoyed with how that <laughs> that game played out. But this was just kind of a different right. scenario. I also had comments after yeah, Minshew. Well, this is the this is the first game. This is the first Dallas matchup when uh, when it was yeah. still hurts. Right. Okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. We'll see what uh, what happens there. Maybe he'll get a bunch of targets. All right. Question number four, another one. This was from a uh, listener last week. I'm stealing it once again. Who is an under-the-radar eagle you could see making a big play or having a big game? Jimmy, what do you think? On Milton Williams. Oh, come um, on. Yes. <laughs> he, uh, oh, was that yours too? Yeah. <laughs> Started a little slow. Uh, wasn't very productive early in the year. And then, you know, middle of the year, you know, back half of the season, I mean, he made like a really impressive play or two in almost every game uh, during the back half of the year. And he's just got, you know, obviously uber athleticism. That's why he was drafted uh, where he was in the third round. And I also kind of like the way that he hustles after plays. He made a play. I forget who it was a tight end caught a, it was a screen and he just chased that down on the left uh, side. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I forget who the tight end was and what, even what game that was. I can't remember. Um, it might've been the, the final giants game week 18. Anyway, um, he's got that kind of hustle in him. And if you've seen Brock Purdy, running around like he's Russell Wilson <laughs> in, the, in the backfield at times. Uh, I, I think there's a, there's some opportunity for Milton Williams to make a play on, on one of those types of plays. I like that one, Ben, w- were you going Milton Williams or you got someone else now last week I was with BLG. But... Uh, you said Goddard, which I would have thrown the flag. Uh, I don't think, I don't think he can qualify as under the radar. No, oh, no, 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 no. For my un- <laughs> my underappreciated ego, I said Brandon Graham. Oh, okay. I said Graham was Graham was the guy. There was yeah, something yeah, yeah. else. You watch right. it. I said Goddard. Uh, notes. And I was correct. <laughs> um. Anyway, no, my uh, Milton's a great guy. I, I thought about Milton for sure, and Milton's played really well down the stretch. BLG shouted him out last week. The 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 play they're getting from him as as their second line of rush is really 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 important. Reminiscent of that 2017 season, right, where they put the second line out there and those guys are producing. Uh, but the guy for me is Reed Blankenship. Mm-hmm. Best wow, there game you go. under the radar that Reed has played. Best game that Reed's played this year was that game he played against the Giants. He was extremely impressive. He he uh is still just like kind of, you know, undrafted free agent, safety at middle Tennessee State. So like the range overall is athletic is is limited. But he's he's he from the moment he stepped in, he got it. You could tell he understood the defense, understood his role. And now he's starting to generate a little bit of that feel that you get after you played in the NFL for five, six weeks and your head's above water, and you're like Oh, I've I've felt this exact route come to me a few times before. I'm starting to smell it. You know what I'm saying? I'm starting to feel it. And he's just he's nailing down on stuff. He's stepping down and critically because of that role that he plays for this defense. He's got to be the guy who steps down into that in-breaking window a lot, right? We thought about that dig window, that cross window where that where the Niners love to throw the football, right? 10, 15 yards down the field in between the hashes. Reed is very often the guy stepping down into that space, right? It's either him or Marcus. And so if you're going to beat this Niners team, you need those players who are responsible for those routes to be impactful. And, it, and it's Blankenship and Marcus Epps for the Eagles. So one of those two guys, I think, has a shot to get like, you know, 
the big pass breakup over the middle on third and six where they deliver the hit and it lodges the ball free. The big interception, right, where they, like Reed Blankenship did against Aaron Rodgers, identify the routes coming from the other side of the formation, kind of lurk in the shadows, and then step in front of it and get that interception. That's that's an enormous play if the Eagles can get it in this game because they're going to throw to that area. They're going to test those safeties, see how quickly they can come downhill, see if they can get to the ball. Uh, and Reed, I think, has been has been sniffing around a couple good plays lately. I, uh, so Blankenship. I actually have a, a follow-up question for you on Reed, on Reed Blankenship. Right. So... Um, of course, as you guys know, um, when uh, CJGJ came back, he played safety in base defense, and then he played uh, in the slot, and Reed came in and played safety in nickel. Mm-hmm. If Avante Maddox is healthy in this game and is able to play, can the Eagles carve? Did Reed play well enough to carve to make the Eagles carve out a role for him, even with? Avante presumably being back in the slot and CJ going back to safety. Mm-hmm. So I would say definitely in dime, right? Where when they go six defensive backs and right now, like Kayvon Walls comes onto the field, that would be Chauncey's on the field, Avante's on the field, Reed's on the field. To me, that's no question. In nickel, in five defensive backs, it's an enormous question. It's very important for this game because, again, talking about Tuesday, I think everything's going to beat us, right? When I, this Niners running game is so good with their blocking receivers, such that if you put Avante Maddox on the field and Avante is like he's smart he's quick mm-hmm. he, he he's got a ton of effort he's a tough dude I love Avante but Avante's not the biggest guy right uh there's a way that this Niners running game finds a lot of success by getting to the boundary against the Eagles getting outside of the defensive line oh you know Jordan Davis Linval Joseph you know TJ Edwards we don't want to deal with that we're just gonna see if we can outrun Josh Sweat mm-hmm. if we can get a crackback block on him if we can we like all of our guys versus all of your guys on the boundary. If you start to get in a point where you're in danger because Avante's in the slot and he's losing a lot to them, some of these blocks, then you can start thinking about, okay, do we want to be when we're in like our, our base defense on first down, do we want to be with Chauncey in, in the slot? And do we want to get Chauncey in that Avante Maddox spot? Because Chauncey's a little bit tougher, a little bit bigger, a little bit better at taking on those blocks. And then if you're doing that, now you got Reed on the field. So there's, there's, there's buttons to press there depending on how the Niners are beating you. I'd expect they walk out with Avante in the slot and Chauncey at safety, and that's their starting five, and that's the best starting five, in my opinion. But there's ways that getting Chauncey in the slot helps them a lot against the run, and if they do that, then, yeah, Reed's going to take some snaps. Yeah, the dime thing, I mean, this isn't really a big dime game, given how the Niners play, right? I mean, I don't know. Like, even la- yeah. last week, you know, I, I don't know how many snaps they played, but Kayvon Wallace played seven snaps. So that, I wouldn't think, is going to be a big part uh, of the game plan. I mean, I've thought for most of the year that Gardner Johnson has been okay, but not great at safety. You know, I know he's got the interception numbers, but just on a snap-to-snap basis, I'm like, all right, I, you know, he has not uh, blown me away there. So I think it's uh, probably a bit of a, a tough question you know is Avante Maddox 90% is he 100% do you say yeah. just chill we'll play you uh in the Super Bowl if we get there but we don't need to rush you back Jimmy what, what did you think about I mean it was your own question so this is like you uh talking to yourself but uh what would your, what would your answer be to, to that question yeah I didn't I, I I've been trying to figure that out myself I was yeah. <laughs> I was curious what uh yeah. what Ben thought about that I don't even know if he's gonna play so I guess there's that hurdle right. to get over first and you know they Nick Sirianni was open on some questions, not so open on others. And he was just with Avante Maddox said, we're hopeful he'll play. So, you know, again, I don't know. I don't know. And I I think uh, Ben's answer makes a lot of sense. Um, I'm with you that I don't think it's a, it's a, it's a game where you're going to have six Mm -hmm. defensive backs on the field um, often or at all. Yeah. Um, 
but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it, it's interesting that that uh, Ben thought that that, and I and I, I'll trust him on this because I didn't watch Reed's relationship <laughs> uh, specifically yeah. in that Giants game. Uh, but it's interesting that that you thought that uh, that was his best game. Um, obviously, he had the Packers game where he came in mid game, gave up the big play to uh, oh man, Christian Watson, Watson yeah. but other but otherwise yeah. was awesome uh, in that game. So yeah, it's a he he's been a, a very encouraging uh, you know obviously undrafted rookie uh, free agent for them this year. Probably has been their most impactful <laughs> rookie somehow uh, this year. Wow, that's probably right. that's yeah. for everyone. Yeah, definitely so, um, right. Who else? Yeah, he definitely yeah. is. I think. So, yeah, I, I do think that there is um, uh, some potential for them to, to try to carve out a role for him in some way, even if Avante is back. Uh, I don't think I don't think he goes, I don't think he goes worth, back to the bench right. and plays zero snaps. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be really the 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 point that y'all bringing up, like how much they're going to play diamonds is a six defensive backs game is a, is a really important one. This is something we'll probably talk about more on the Wednesday show shield. But the number one thing I'm interested in is how the Eagles line up against the 49ers death lineup, right? When the 49ers get Christian McCaffrey, Kyle Juszczyk, George Kittle, Debo Samuel, and Brandon Ayuk on the field, they're just the meanest group you've ever seen. Like, it's just all five of them can line up everywhere, right? And the Eagles, really, over the, the back half of the year, as, as they've kind of, you know, dealt with injury, but also figured out what they want to be defensively, they've moved away from being a 5-2-4 team, right? Five down defensive linemen, two linebackers, and four defensive backs, and have tried to more be, like, what we call a penny front team, right? Which is five down defensive linemen, one linebacker and five defensive backs, a five-one-five. That's ideally where you'd like to be. Like that's that's what you've you've become. But holy smokes, that's that's light. That's small when they got a fullback and a tight end on the field. That's tricky. This is the sort of game where you'd like to have a really good five-two set, right? And have those seven run defending mm-hmm. defensive linemen and linebackers in the box. But I put Kaiser on the field. And you're remembering a little bit of some of those Kaiser games in December and some of those coverage reps. And you're thinking about play action and you're starting to get a little sweaty. Uh, They have this is the most important game. Their five down fronts going to play all season by mile. Like they have been working on this front. And and where does Jordan Davis play? And Limbaugh Joseph and Dominican Sue. They have been working on this front all season. If they lose. Oh, it's a long day. It's a long day defensively. So how they match out that personnel is going to be really interesting. I can already see the tweets we're going to get to this episode where Ben, people, uh, Eagles fans are going to tweet at you saying, should the Eagles even bother to show up? I mean, it's, it's, they've got so many. Uh, I'm just telling you. I'm, we're just I'm talking just, about things, I'm man. Just, I'm just preparing you. Uh, those are coming. Those tweets are definitely coming later this afternoon after the episode posts and people listen. I mean, I don't, I see, you took my Melton Williams. So now who do I go? Like, who else is even under the radar? All right, I'm going to go with the ridiculous one. How about a little, little Zach Pascal? Okay. They play. Okay. <laughs> He played 23 <laughs> snaps last week. Quez played 22. Did, yeah. If there's a game where you want that third receiver to have kind of the big boy pants on and be ready to yeah. ready for a physical game, maybe it's just like one, you know, like like block on a run play in the red zone that like, you know, the, the film nerds on Twitter are like, you know, oh, baby, look at look at this block by Zach Pascal. So that <laughs> qualifies as a big moment for Zach Pascal. He doesn't have to have like three touchdowns. If he has something like that, I was, uh, it counts. Yeah, I was thinking about doing Jack Stoll for the same reason because <laughs> I think that, that that Jack Stoll's gonna have some critical blocks in this game. If they, you know when the Eagles win, Jack Stoll's gonna have some critical blocks in this game, and, and uh, it's gonna be good for the film heads on Twitter. All right, let's finish uh, with this one. I didn't give you guys a heads up on this, but you're both like you're looking at the draft in like August, where I'm not looking at it uh, until April, and so I'm giving you each one million dollars right now. 
you get to bet on who the Eagles are taking with the number 10 pick. You can't split it up. Okay. You just all Ooh. 1 million goes on. They, I'm telling you right now, I, I got to call in to Howie. Howie, you have to stay at 10 because we've got this fun gimmick on the Ringers Philly special. So you can't trade out of that spot. You got to pick whatever player you want there. Who is the player you are putting your $1 million on? Uh, Jimmy, are you, are you ready for this? Because I see Ben yeah, and the wheels uh, are spinning a little bit. All right. My intuition is to go defensive end here. Okay. Um, corner is certainly a possibility too. I guess the question is who's going to be there. I don't think Tyree Wilson will be there by then. Maybe you're looking at like a Miles Murphy from Clemson. Okay. If you're going corner, I know there's some split opinions on like a Joey Porter, Christian Gonzalez. You know, I'm going to go Joey Porter because mm. – I think Bradbury is as good as gone in free agency because he's going to get paid. I mean, let's be real. And they they have um, so much money already wrapped up in Darius Slay. They found success each of the last two years finding a cornerback in like after the draft uh, if they needed to in, uh, in you know like a vet. Um, but I think they and I think they actually had interest in Patrick Sertan or J.C. Horn. Uh, when they drafted Devontae Smith, I think they almost in a way settled on Devontae Smith when I think they had more interest in in, in those two guys. I think they would have had interest in, um, um, man, Stingley and or Sauce this past draft, but obviously they went three and four. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, corner is something that's been on their radar for a while. I think they, and Slay's getting up there in age. Uh, he's what 32, I think yeah. now. So you're not just replacing Bradbury. You're also replacing Slay at some point too. And Porter don't love his production. I think he only had one career interception, maybe two, um, but he's got like 36 inch arms and he's got like that length and he's physical and he's got you know everything you want from, from a, you know, height, weight, speed uh, perspective and, and can kind of grow into that position. So yeah, give me him, I guess, with not a lot of, with no conviction whatsoever. <laughs> Right. Uh, ben, who do you got? He's got Joey Porter. With with great conviction, with million-dollar conviction, <laughs> as befits the question. Uh, I'll take Christian Gonzalez, the corner okay. out, out of Oregon. Um, yeah, it's a really, really, really good corner class. And I think that something that you, you've seen uh, over the last few drafts is corners in the first round. Uh, Ahmad Sauce Gardner, Derek Stingley, Patrick Sertan, J.C. Horn. Like, these guys have... It used to be the corners would come into the league and be like, all right, maybe in two years this dude will be something. These guys are just walking out right now and, and playing at a very high level to the development of the passing game. And that's clearly a, a, a premium position, which Howard's going to care about, right? Uh, traded premium picks for Darius Slay. He's obviously you know, kind of been more around the fourth round with some of these smaller guys previously. But in terms of the outside, you need a guy with size, which Gonzalez has. Uh, I like Keely Ringo a lot out of Georgia, um, but apparently he's going to like not be in the first round because mm. some reason that I don't know about. Uh, so Joey Porter Jr. out of Penn State, Christian Gonzalez out of Oregon, Devon Witherspoon out of yeah. Illinois. All of these guys are, are, are like potential top 10, top 15 picks. And I'll take the the Pac-12 guy that pisses off Eagles fans because they didn't watch him because he was playing at, at 12 Eastern. That's that's the Howie way. All right. Got to get a little bit upsetting with our first overall pick or first round pick. Excuse me. Uh, so give me yeah, Gonzalez, extremely good player. Really, really, really cool film. He's older. Also, he's experienced. Right. He's a three year starter, Colorado, then Oregon, which Howie tends to care about experience uh, at the top. Uh, so Gonzalez makes a lot of sense. All right. There you go. They both go in cornerback. Surprised me a little bit. They're both going cornerback for that question. All right, Jimmy, what what can we uh, plug for you this week as we lead up to the NFC championship game? 
I feel like, by the way, this would be a question that you and I would make fun of like radio hosts yeah. for asking. We'd be like, does anyone listen to one of those? And it's like, oh, okay, now I'll go out and consume their content. But I guess it was just out of habit. I'd like, yeah. we're not paying you. So I wanted to thank you yeah. in some way. Well, well you, can, you can find my work at phillyvoice.com, friends, and uh, Twitter. You go there. Hit the old handle at Jimmy Kemsky. That's Kemsky with an I at the end, not a Y. J-I-M-M-Y-K-E-M-B-S-K-I. Yeah. <laughs> Eerily similar to the voice of a, a, a podcast on this, a, a host on this current podcast right now. <laughs> Worryingly so. Oh my God. That is, uh, that is outstanding. Yeah, it's so, that's so true. They, they, in my name, they spell out like, who is listening to WIP? <laughs> you park your car. Wait, they just said follow Shield Kapani. Oh, yeah, hold on. Let me pull over. Let me, let me write this down. <laughs> all right. Well, I will give the plug for you. Read all of Jimmy's work uh, at Philly Voice. He has breaking news. He has analysis. He has. You've all seen the fun stuff. Cliff was, was talking about the, uh, the the drawings and the paint that are uh, hilarious and have entertained us throughout the year. So make sure you consume all that work. Benny Souls and I will be back tomorrow with another guest talking a little 49ers uh, preview, getting the perspective from the San Francisco side. So uh, get those questions in for the Thursday 10. Use hashtag Ringer Philly and we will get to those on Thursday. Otherwise, thanks to Jimmy. Thanks to Ben. Thanks to Cliff. And we will talk to you soon on the Ringers Philly special.